Welcome to War in the Spirit, your resource for spiritual breakthrough and warfare, empowering you as believers to tap into your authority using the tools provided by God to bring about supernatural shifts. Warriors, welcome back to War in the Spirit. This is Faith Cawthon Green, and I'm excited to do the last podcast as we cross over from 2018 to 2019. It's been a very interesting year, a year full of lessons, a year full of wisdom, a year full of faith, a year full of trust even some struggles, even some storms. But guess what? We are still standing. This is going to be the last episode of this season. The next episode will start another season. I believe that we are crossing over out of the season of test, out of the season of process into breakthrough and that the next season is the season of purpose. So this will be episode number 12, the final episode of season one. And this is the second part to the series about alignment. So the title of this episode is Alignment to Increase Part Two. In the last episode, we talked about what alignment was, what it looked like to be in alignment with God and what it looked like to be out of alignment with God and also what God's response to that often is. Is. So we talked a little bit about David and how David is um, an example of being in alignment with God because his heart posture was after God. He he sought after God. He 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 made that his life's priority. He wanted to be in the presence of God more than he wanted anything else. And he wanted the will of God over his life. Didn't mean that he didn't make any mistakes. It didn't mean that he didn't sin before God, but he had a heart of a worshiper. He had a heart of a servant. And that's what kept him in alignment with God. Or even when he fell out of alignment, he knew how to repent and come before God so that he could get back into alignment. Saul, on the other hand, was disobedient. He was out of alignment with God. God gave him multiple chances to get within the will of God, to get in a posture of obedience to God. And he continued to choose not to do that. And as a result, he had an opportunity to receive the anointing as king, but God rejected him as king as a result of his disobedience. So that's just a recap of the last episode. And I'm excited to delve into this episode because we're going to talk about alignment again itself. We're going to recap that a little bit. And then we're going to talk about how you get back into alignment if you've fallen out of alignment or how you remain in alignment with God. So the first thing that we need to realize is that there is no shortcut to alignment with God and alignment itself also gives you access to heaven, to the resources of heaven, to the power of heaven, to the authority of heaven. But in order to tap into that, you must go through God, meaning you must have a relationship with God. So the first thing I want to delve into is looking at Babylon and how the city of Babylon tried to create a shortcut to heaven, how they tried to create a shortcut to being in alignment with God. 
And as I was studying this, I decided to go and look up Babylon. And Babylon is actually a representation of confusion. So if you know the story, the people of Babel tried to build a tower to heaven. And because of what they tried to do, God confused them by making them all speak different languages. Because of the confusion that they had and the babbling that they were doing and the fact that they could not communicate with each other any longer, they were unable to complete the tower that they were attempting to build to heaven. And so I want to read a passage from Isaiah 14, 12 through 17, which is talking about Babylon and what was spoken to Babylon. And it says, starting at verse 12. How have you fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn? You have been cast down to earth. You once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly, on the utmost heights of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you are brought down to the realm of the dead, to the depths of the pit. Those who see you stare at you. They ponder your fate. Is this the man who shook the earth and made kingdoms tremble? The man who made the world a wilderness, who overthrew his cities and would not let his captives go home. So this is what God is saying in his anger. How dare you try to sit above me? How dare you try to create your own throne above me? How dare you try to ascend to the heavens without going through me? Babylon was confused and they were disobedient. They believe that since they have an abundance of things, that the things came from God. But that was an altar that they built for themselves. So here it is. They have an abundance of materials. They have an abundance of resources and they decide that they're going to build a tower to heaven which was not ordained by God but the tower actually became an altar for themselves because it was not ordained by God and at some point what has not been ordained by God must be cast down so now I want to take a moment and just have you think about the things in your life that maybe you have or that you are doing or that you are moving in that maybe God has not ordained for your life? And maybe it looks good, but maybe it's not of God. Everything that glitters is not gold. Every person that looks like they're blessed, every resource that looks like it may be a blessing is not necessarily a blessing. Some of it is actually a snare of the enemy to keep you from stepping into the actual purpose that God has for your life. And so at some point, if you are out of alignment with God and you're in a space that God has not ordained, eventually that place where you are must be cast down. That situation must be shut. That door must be closed so that you can walk into your purpose. And so now is the time to take inventory of your life, of yourself, of your posture to see, am I really in alignment with what God wants me to be doing with my life? Am I really being obedient to what God is calling me to do? Let's look at Deuteronomy 28. Here it is in Deuteronomy 28 and 29. It's talking about the covenant of God and the curse. So the covenant is God telling us what he will do 
if we are obedient. But then on the flip side, he also talks about the curse. And what it says in regard to the curse is it says, this is beginning at verse 15. It says, however, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow his commands and decrees, I am giving you today, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. You will be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket and your kneading trough will be cursed. The fruit of your womb will be cursed and the crops of your land and the calves of your hand herds and the lambs of your flocks you will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out the lord will send on you curses confusion and rebuke in everything you put your hand to until you are destroyed and come to sudden ruin because of the evil you have done in forsaking him the lord will plague you with diseases until he has destroyed you from the land you are entering to possess the lord will strike you with wasting disease with fever and inflammation, with scorching heat and drought, with blight and mildew, which will plague you until you perish. The sky over your head will be bronze, the ground beneath you iron. The Lord will turn the rain of your country into dust and powder. It will come down from the skies until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You will come at them from one direction, but flee from them in seven. And you will become a thing of horror to all the kingdoms on the earth. And then I want to skip down and look at the last few verses. Verse 45 says, all these curses will come on you. They will pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed. Because you did not obey the Lord your God and observe the commands and decrees he gave you. They will be a sign and a wonder to you and your descendants forever. Because you did not serve the Lord your God joyfully and gladly in the time of prosperity. You see, here it is. God is showing us the utter importance of obedience to him. He gives us two different ends of the spectrum. We talked in the last episode about the covenant and how God was saying, if you obey me, you will always be at the top and never at the bottom. And in this passage, essentially what God is saying in the curse is that you will always be at the bottom and never at the top if you do not obey me. So now is the time to come into a space of obedience so that you do not forfeit the prosperity over your life. And let's just talk about how alignment is established. Alignment was not meant to be established by man, but by the influence of the Holy Spirit and the instruction of the Holy Spirit. So we cannot lean to our own understanding in thinking that when something looks good, we understand it and that must be from God because it looks logical. It looks like the smart thing to do. It looks like the good thing to do. No, what we must do is seek the influence and the instruction of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at John 14, 26. It says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Romans 8, 26 and 27 says, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit 
because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So you cannot come into true alignment with God unless you have the influence of the Holy Spirit, unless you allow the Holy Spirit to direct you and guide you in what you need to do in order to come into and remain in alignment with God. Once you realize that you are out of alignment with God's will and plan for your life, now how do you get back into alignment? Let's look at Daniel as an example. So we're going to first start at uh, Daniel chapter 9. And just to give you some perspective, Daniel is praying a prayer. He says in verse 4, I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed. Uh, hold on. No, 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 no. Let's look at Daniel chapter 9. It says, In the first year of Darius, son of Xerxes, who was made ruler over the Babylonian kingdom, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures, according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition in fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. So here it is. Daniel has recognized again. We see Babylon. This is confusion and disobedience at play. He realizes that the people are out of alignment. So what does he do first? Well, first he confesses. Verse number four says, I prayed to the Lord, my God, and confessed, Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned and done wrong. We have been wicked and have rebelled. We have turned away from your commands and laws. We have not listened to your servants and prophets who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes and our ancestors, to all the people of the land. So Daniel first recognized that the people and himself were out of alignment with what the will of God was. And in recognizing that, he begins to get back into alignment by first confessing that he recognizes it and asking for forgiveness. He's repenting before God saying, God, please forgive me for being disobedient for being out of alignment with your wishes with your commands for the people so we've talked about point number one how do you get back into alignment when you've gotten out of alignment with God or you've been disobedient to the will of God to the instructions of God well point number one was confess confess and repent that you recognize you have been out of alignment and ask God for forgiveness for your disobedience. So then we skip down to Daniel 9 20 through 23. It says, while I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and making my request to the Lord, my God, for his holy hill. While I was in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the earlier vision, came to me in swift flight about the time of the evening sacrifice. He instructed me and said to me, 
Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. As soon as you began to pray, a word went out, which I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. So here it is. Daniel has recognized there's disobedience in the midst. He has confessed. Then what did he do? He connected. He connected with God. He began to pray saying, God, I want your holy hill. I want to have the highest experience in you. I want access to the heavens. I want access to your spirit. I want access to your power. And God responded. He sent an angel, the angel Gabriel, to instruct him and to give him understanding and insight. But look at what happened. It says, as soon as you begin to pray, a word went out, which I have come to tell you. As soon as he postured himself in the proper way, God responded to give him a vision of what he needed to know and what he needed to see. So confess, connect. Okay, so the angel begins to give Daniel a vision of what is going to happen in the coming time of what the leaders are going to do. And and he even gets a snapshot of what's coming in the end times. Verse 12 says, then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God. Your words were heard and I have come in response to them. Let's skip down to chapter 12 and we see the end result of what Daniel has seen, his response and what the angel tells him to do. So in chapter 12, beginning at verse eight, it says, I heard, but I did not understand. So I asked my Lord, what would the outcome of all of this be? He replied, Go your way, Daniel, because the words are rolled up and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, made spotless and refined, but the wicked will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will understand. Verse 13 says, as for you, go your way till the end. You will rest and then at the end of the days, you will rise and receive your allotted inheritance. So when I look at verse 13, this is what the angel is telling Daniel to do in response to what he has been shown. It's almost as if Daniel was being told to separate himself. It says, as for you, he doesn't tell him to take anyone with him. He doesn't say as for you and the people. He says, as for you, go your way till the end. What is your way? That is your purpose. That is the will that God has for your life. Go on the path that I have placed you on. Go on the path that God has placed you on until the end and you will rest. And then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. And you can only receive an inheritance when you are within the will of God in your life. So here it is. The angel is telling him, hey, Yes, I understand that the people are out of alignment, but you are highly esteemed. As for you, go your way until the end. Separate yourself. He recognized that his people were out of alignment with God and made a decision to get into alignment himself. And sometimes God will call us to step away from what is comfortable to us because comfort will often keep us from pursuing our purpose. The God thing is normally not the comfortable thing. Faith is not comfortable. 
Trust is not comfortable. And sometimes obedience is not comfortable. God is calling us out of our comfort zone and into his purpose for our lives. Now, that may mean that you have to leave some people and some things behind to go and pursue your purpose. And the interesting thing about that is that often our comfort zone is a place of lack or just enough. So why is it so uncomfortable for us to step out on faith to walk into the prosperity of God, but to remain in a comfortable place where we really don't have everything that we need or everything that we desire? God is saying that now is the time to step into alignment and into the discomfort of purpose. Uncomfortable is the new comfortable. You see, in order for God to push you into something new, you must be willing to step out of your comfort zone. But that decision is yours and yours alone. So let's recap. If you find that you are out of alignment, with God or God's will for your life, half of the battle is won because you you have been able to discern that there's something that you need to do differently. So now what do you need to do? Well, again, confess, connect, respond. So once you've done that, how do you remain in alignment with God? Well, remain obedient to God. Deuteronomy 4:29 through 31 says, but if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him. If you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul, when you are in distress and all these things have happened to you, then in later days, you will return to the Lord your God and obey him. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not abandon or destroy you or forget the covenant with your ancestors, which he confirmed them by oath. So here it is. God is saying, hey, come on back in. It's not too late. Make the decision to come back to me. I'm receiving you with open arms. How do you remain obedient to God? Well, you remain connected to God. Hebrews eleven six says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to trust him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. How do you remain connected to God? Commune with God. James 4, 8 says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Pray, worship, fast, study, walk in faith, converse with God, sit with God. When you do all of these things, his glory will rest with you, and it will give you rest in every situation. No matter how hot the fire becomes, you will not be consumed by it because you have the glory of God. Let's look at Job chapter five. Now, if you know the story of Job, you know that he was a faithful servant of God. But God allowed Job's faith to be tested in a major way. He lost his children. He lost his prosperity. He lost his property. He lost many of his possessions. And so God tested him. So Job chapter five says, call if you will, but who will answer you? To which of the holy ones will you turn? 
Resentment kills a fool and envy slays the simple. I myself have seen a fool taking root, but suddenly his house was cursed. His children are far from safety, crushed in court without a defender. The hungry consume his harvest, taking it even from among thorns, and the thirsty pant after his wealth. For hardship does not spring from the soil, nor does trouble sprout from the ground. Yet man is born to trouble, as surely as sparks fly upward. But if I were you, I would appeal to God. I would lay my cause before him. He performs wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. He provides rain for the earth. He sends water on the countryside. The lowly he sets on high and those who mourn are lifted to safety. He thwarts the plans of the crafty so that their hands achieve no success. He catches the wise in their craftiness and the schemes of the willy are swept away. Darkness comes upon them in the daytime. At noon, they grope as in the night. He saves the needy from the sword in their mouth. He saves them from the clutches of the powerful. So the poor have hope and injustice shuts his mouth. Blessed is the one whom God corrects. So do not despise the discipline of the almighty. For he wounds, but he also binds up. He injures, but his hands also heal. From six calamities, he will rescue you. In seven, no harm will touch you. In famine, he will deliver you from death and in battle from the stroke of the sword. You will be protected from the lash of the tongue and need not fear when destruction comes. You will laugh at destruction and famine and need not fear the wild animals for you will have a covenant with the stones of the field and the wild animals will be at peace with you you will know that your tent is secure you will take stock of your property and find nothing missing you will know that your children will be many and your descendants like the grass of the earth you will come from the grave in full vigor like sheaves gathered in season We have examined this and it is true. So hear it and apply it to yourself. So here it is. And Job is a perfect example of the nature of God. It says, blessed is the one whom God corrects. So do not despise the discipline of the Almighty. So if you've been out of alignment, you are blessed that God is still watching you, that he's still seeking after you, and he still wants to correct you and bring you back into alignment. For he wounds, but he also binds up. He injures, but his hands also heal. He's a redeeming God. He is not a condemning God. We choose condemnation by choosing to remain in disobedience. God wants to redeem us from our disobedience. God wants to redeem us into a space of prosperity so that we are not living below our purpose, so that we are not living below our exceedingly abundantly. Look at Jeremiah 29, 10 through 20. And again, here it references Babylon confusion disobedience verse 10 says this is what the lord says when 70 years are completed for babylon 
I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. God is saying, no matter how confused you were, no matter how disobedient you were, when the disobedience and the confusion comes to an end, I will still fulfill the plans that I have for your life. I will still carry you into the place that I had for you before you walked into the wilderness, before you were in the dry place, before the place of lack. Come back into alignment with God and he will redeem you. When your confusion is done, when your disobedience is done and you are ready to come back into alignment, God will take you to the place of redemption. The place that he planned for you to be all along. The place that he prepared just for you. He will take you into your future and into his prosperity. Now is the time to come out of your confusion and disobedience and step into your purpose and prosperity. And now is the perfect time. We're turning over a brand new year. It's perfect time for a brand new fresh start a brand new fresh perspective and a brand new fresh posture get in alignment so that you can receive everything that God has for your life well that wraps our session for today I just want to thank you for taking the time to tune in I'm so humbled and grateful for the privilege of being used as a vessel by God and I pray that you have been blessed by the content of this podcast. If you have questions or comments about today's session, please leave a voice recording on the podcast page and I will respond to you. You can also email me at warinthespirit12 at gmail.com. If you are led, you can sow into the ministry at Cash App, dollar sign, Collective Live. And you can find the ministry on Facebook at Collective Live Worship. Remember, you are a spiritual warrior with God-given power and authority. Walk in it. I'm praying for your breakthrough, increase, and abundance. Have a spirit-filled week and tune in next Wednesday. Love you all. Be blessed.